0: IT MAY BE THE SINGLE GREATEST OBSTACLE FACING THOSE IN ISRAEL WHO HOPE TO REBUILD THE TEMPLE, RESTORE TEMPLE SACRIFICES, AND USHER IN THE MESSIAH. TODAY YOU'LL HEAR FROM A MAN WHO COMES WITH FRESH AND STARTLING INFORMATION ABOUT THE QUEST BY SOME IN ISRAEL TO REMOVE THAT OBSTACLE RIGHT HERE ON JEWISH VOICE.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Well, it was an ancient prediction of the rabbis that a perfect red heifer, the last of 10 heifers, in fact, would be one of the signs that would usher in the coming of the Messiah. Well, the original nine red heifers all lived during the temple period, up until the time it was destroyed in 70 AD. But it's this last red heifer, the 10th, and according to the rabbis, the flawless one that Orthodox Jewish leaders who desire to see the temple rebuilt are now in search of. On today's program, we're going to discuss the ongoing search for this red heifer by a group of Jewish religious leaders who are longing for the coming of the Messiah and they want him to come now. Here to help us explore this fascinating and controversial topic is a journalist who's written extensively about Israel and the Jewish people. Please welcome an old friend, Anthony Cardinelli. Tony, my friend, good to see you. Thank you. Welcome from my old stomping ground of Buffalo, New York. When I see you and Shira, my dear friend Shira, I have wonderful memories of, uh, well, the 80s, for goodness sake. We're going back to the 80s, and uh, the um, congregation there, the Messianic Jewish congregation that's still there today Yes. under Frank Lowinger's leadership. Right. And uh, some incredible things. I remember the article you wrote that really put the congregation on the map. You were a yes. writer for... The Buffalo News. The Buffalo News, and you took a lot of heat for it, didn't you?
2: The article uh, changed my whole career at the news. <laughs> Did it shorten it? I was, was going to become religion editor. And uh, I wrote this article, and they put it in the magazine, a uh, Sunday magazine, inside. I remember it very well. The editor of the paper is a Jew, and so is the publisher. They didn't see it until Sunday morning when it came out. Five rabbis. I'd letters
1: to the editor complaining. Why didn't I talk to? Was that the excuse for not making you a religious editor? Yes. Yeah. When in fact it was because you were dealing with a controversial movement Certainly. that the rabbis did not want yeah. brought to light, especially in positive light. And it was a very positive yes, article. It was. Yeah. Now do you remember I wrote a edit? I wrote a uh, letter to the editor in favor of the article. Yes, sir. Congratulating you from for I doing it. I thank you for that. Yes. We're gonna. Discuss a very interesting and controversial topic today, the red heifer. What is the red heifer and what's its significance? Right. In the book of Numbers, chapter
2: 19, uh, God tells Moses uh, that before anyone can enter the tabernacle in the wilderness, they must be sprinkled with the ashes of a red heifer because they've been in contact with the dead. If they walked over a grave or if they were, you know, anything that would uh, make them uh, desecrated, they must have the ashes sprinkled uh, over them with rainwater. And the, the heifer must be all red, which means rusty red, no black hairs, no white hairs, without blemish, and it must never have been had a yoke or been ridden. The
1: ashes of the red heifer, then, actually purified people for ceremonies? That's right. For the temple? No worship. one knows why, but these ashes are mixed with the red water.
2: And they 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 stretch them out over the centuries. I mean, they they stretch them out. You know, just a few little sprinkles, you know, would do it. The really strange thing is that the one who applies the ashes to you becomes desecrated for seven days, as
1: in he was made sin for us. In the introduction, we talk about ten heifers, mm-hmm. nine that have actually come and gone, yep. connected with the up to the time of 78 AD. Mm-hmm. and then a two thousand year. Gap, right? And now we have the search for or the um, breeding, special breeding that of the tenth heifer. What what is so significant about the tenth red
2: heifer? The Thomas says that there were nine from the time of Moses till the temple being destroyed, and uh, it said the tenth will herald at the coming of Messiah.
1: So another messianic event. Mm -hmm. that actually had to take place so it's the 10th which is yet to so what's currently happening with the breeding what update us on what's going on
2: yeah
1: in 1997
2: they found a red heifer they called Melody and she made big headlines around the world right now I remember there was a lot of comedy a lot of fear about World War III you see if you can rebuild the temple it has to go on or near where the Dome of the Rock is up there
1: yeah but they found a blemish
2: they found a couple of white hairs in her tail. These are the Pharisees. <laughs>
1: That's they, they, a true
2: story, by the way. Yeah, now, this.
1: Anthony, are the people that are, that are involved in the pursuit or the search for the red heifer or the breeding of the 10th of the heifer, are they the ones that are connected with the effort to rebuild a temple yes, in Jerusalem?
2: Yes, yes, yeah. The Temple Institute in Jerusalem has all the, the artifacts that are needed for the temple, and they're connected with the folks who are doing the search. Now, the search has been done by a very small radical band of orthodox rabbis most orthodox say that the messiah will bring the temple he'll bring the temple, it'll crush whatever's there Um, partly because they know that to make this happen it's going to cause a war. So a temple doesn't have to be rebuilt, the messiah will actually bring down a temple. This is an assumption
1: that I think most orthodox, or or when a messiah comes he will build it himself. But then there's a group of orthodox that believe the temple has to be rebuilt and There's quite a few Christians that are helping that process financially. Anthony, we have to take a break. Don't go anywhere. We've got lots more to talk about with Anthony Cardinelli. And up after that, an important update that you need to see. Stay with us.
0: Here at Jewish Voice, we are committed to proclaiming Jesus as Messiah to the world to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, Jewish Voice is urgently preparing to bring medical aid to an impoverished community in Tachgai, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a poor and forgotten people who have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you award-winning news journalist Anthony Cardinale's book, The Red Heifer, A Jewish Cry for the Messiah. This fascinating book takes an in-depth look at the search for the red heifer by a group of Orthodox Jews who long to see the temple rebuilt and the coming of the Messiah. You'll also receive this informative two-CD set by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, Role of Israel in Last Days Prophecy. With it, Jonathan teaches on questions critical to your faith, such as, Are we in the last days? and what one single great event must take place before the return of Jesus if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and an exquisite reproduction of the second temple which originally existed on the temple mount in Jerusalem it was prophesied in Jeremiah 29:10 This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. This replica is finely detailed with gold and silver plating made in the Holy Land and will look beautiful displayed on your desk in your office or in your living room. It would make a wonderful holiday gift for family or a friend, and is an incredible reminder that God will create a dwelling place for his people. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital life-saving outreach and to help countless others around the globe, please call, write, or click now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some of the poorest people on earth. Once again, time is critical for many of these people. Please call, write, or click
1: right now. I'm back with journalist and longtime friend Anthony Cardinelli, who's here to discuss his latest book. It's called The Red Heifer, A Jewish Cry for Messiah. This is a really, really interesting title. You went to Israel, actually, and you interviewed different groups uh, to get their reaction uh, to the search for the red heifer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about some of the people that responded Mm -hmm. to you. Orthodox, first the Orthodox community,
2: Orthodox rabbis. Right, and once again, uh, it's only a small group of radicals who are searching for the heifer. So when I tell the Orthodox, I'm here to research this, they say, well, we don't want any part of it, but let's talk about the related issues. Sanctification, salvation, redemption, purification, repentance, shuva. So I've been to Israel five times, and I had interviews before this and after, which went into those areas. So I got all this material that links retrospectively back to the Red Herford
1: topic. So when you say a small minority, because I know that many who are focused on the end times Mm -hmm. really pay a lot of attention to the rebuilding of a temple, Mm -hmm. and with that is the necessity Mm -hmm. of a perfectly bred red heifer. Right. So how, was it a very small community? Is it a growing community? Mm-hmm. Talk about the, that, that group.
2: We don't know the numbers. I think most of them are probably Hasidim. Um, they Ultra, have Ultra-Orthodox. Ultra-Orthodox, yeah. Um, and these are probably the only Jews who really truly believe that Judaism is still a, a supernatural religion, because they still believe this. Now, Rabbi Mayor Kahane. Sure. Uh, Mayor My- Kahani uh, was a radical. He said, um, I said, uh, what do you mean tear down the-, the mosque and build a temple? I said, it would bring World War III. He said, it would bring the Messiah. He yeah.
1: was serious. There are others He said, it would bring the Messiah. But there's all different concepts among the Orthodox, right? Mm-hmm. Some, As you said, some believe that the temple has to be rebuilt before the Messiah comes. Others believe yeah. that the Messiah will actually bring the temple and it mm-hmm. will crush what's existing there. Mm-hmm. Others still, Orthodox, believe that the Jewish people have no right currently to the land of Israel because it's only when the Messiah comes that we have rights to the land. Right, yes. And you met all kinds of different... I
2: did. The temple will be there in the final days. It's in Matthew. It's in the book of Revelation. The temple will be there. Someone's going to rebuild it, and perhaps in our time. And the Orthodox are the only folks who care to reinstitute the uh, temple sacrifices.
1: You have 5 million Jews. Why don't they want to see the temple rebuilt if it brings the Messiah back? Why don't they want to see the red heifer found?
2: Only 20% of the Israelis are Orthodox. Uh, Most Orthodox know that it's a very dangerous project. I mean, why look for trouble when God can take care of it for us? The Dome of the
1: Rock is there. It would cause World War III if it came down. What do you think is going to happen? Well,
2: in my book, there are some uh, archaeologists who point out that the Golden Gate, the one the Messiah is going to come through that the Muslims have walled up. <clears throat> that gate is lined up with another gate next to the Dome of the Rock. There's a blank spot there with only a few little trinkets. There's a spot to build a temple.
1: Even the idea, though, of building a temple alongside mm-hmm. of the dome yeah. would create such opposition from the Muslim world yeah. that it would be, I mean, World War III. What?
2: Well, the, um, for the Jews, the, the, the Dome of the Rock would be the court of the Gentiles for them. What will happen, I believe, is that the uh, Antichrist will get the Arabs to make a seven-year pact with Israel.
1: You told me something that I thought was really fascinating that illustrates the level of commitment Mm -hmm. of the ultra-Orthodox to reestablish a temple and a priesthood. You told me about a rabbi Mm -hmm. who was actually raising pure Mm -hmm. priests, pure lineage koanim, sons of, of... of Levi, the high priest, or, or sons of Aaron, the high priest. Yes. Tell me about that. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's all about avoiding uh, uh,
2: the uh, desecration of contact with the dead. Rabbi Yosef Elabim, Rabbi Elboim, has a movement for the establishment of the Temple Mount, and he has, is raising. He, he's got a place, a secret place near Jerusalem. It's all purified. It's all built on rock, and there are houses there. A pregnant woman comes in to give birth to her son who's going to be a cohenian, a cohen. He's born there. He stays there till he's 18 or 19, ready to become a priest. And this is going, they, so they are
1: actually raising.
2: The, they're breeding and raising your, Listen to this
1: now. They, Anthony is a, is a reporter who's actually seen this. They are raising in Jerusalem. Outside. Pure-bred priests for service in the temple. High priests, sons mm-hmm. of Aaron. Yeah for the, t- the service in the temple. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. And what about, wh- where are we, what's, what's happened with the red heifer? What's the latest update?
2: They're still looking. They find
1: one. They marvel.
2: They disqualify him. The Pharisees are not satisfied. That's happened over and over again. Over and over again, yeah.
1: But the 10th one, the 10th one. It's out there. When it's, the perfect one is found, they say it will bring back the Messiah. It'll bring him. You know, Anthony, I don't know how this is going to unfold, but what I know is the coming of the Messiah. For us, in Yeshua, the return of the Messiah is near. And the rabbis know it too, don't they? They, 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 know they don't know he's, he'll be returning, but they they believe he's coming soon, don't they?
2: It began with the Six-Day War. The mid-sixties began the charismatic movement which brought me back to the church. I've been gone for seven years. The same decade brought the so-called Baal Shuvah movement, where rabbis are looking for secular Jews to bring back to Judaism. They brought back thousands of Jews to Orthodoxy. And most of the Orthodox I interview in the book are Baal Shubhas. They began as secular or reform, liberal. And now they're, they made Aliyah, they become rabbis, they're, they're, they're Orthodox. A they're Jewish? They're
1: convinced the Messiah is coming in their time. A Jewish evangelistic movement mm-hmm. to win Jewish people back to the Lord. Why? Because they believe the coming of the Messiah is near (laughs) Anthony it's great to see you again this is a great book for all of you who want to better understand the expectation in Israel for the messiah to come we believe he's going to return but many of the ultra-orthodox believe that he's going to come ah, now soon and uh, this is part of the end time scenario that the prophets spoke about so long ago well up next an important update on a tribe of Jewish people who desperately need our help, who need your help. Here at Jewish Voice, we are
0: committed to proclaiming Jesus as Messiah to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world, In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, Jewish Voice is urgently preparing to bring medical aid to an impoverished community in Tachgai, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a poor and forgotten people who have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you award-winning news journalist Anthony Cardinali's book, The Red Heifer, A Jewish Cry for the Messiah. This fascinating book takes an in-depth look at the search for the red heifer by a group of Orthodox Jews who long to see the temple rebuilt and the coming of the Messiah. You'll also receive this informative two CD set by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, Role of Israel in Last Days Prophecy. With it, Jonathan teaches on questions critical to your faith, such as, are we in the last days? And what one single great event must take place before the return of Jesus? If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and an exquisite reproduction of the second temple, which originally existed on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem it was prophesied in jeremiah 29 10 this is what the lord says when 70 years are completed for babylon i will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place this replica is finely detailed with gold and silver plating made in the holy land and will look beautiful displayed on your desk in your office or in your living room it would make a wonderful holiday gift for family or a friend and is an incredible reminder that god will create a dwelling place for his people please remember god has promised to bless those who bless the jewish people to share a gift in support of this vital life-saving outreach and to help countless others around the globe please call write or click now and remember Your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some of the poorest people on earth. Once again, time is critical for many of
1: these people. Please call, write, or click right now. One Jewish community that many of you have helped us reach out to is the Beta Israel, the House of Israel in Ethiopia. These Ethiopian Jews, and they're among the poorest of the poor, hope to one day go to Israel. That's their dream. But in the meantime, they're suffering in severe poverty. They're desperate for help. Jewish Voice now holds three outreaches there every year to provide medical care, dental care, eye care, eye surgeries, and it's all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we tell them about Yeshua, their Messiah. Here's a close look at the Beta Israel, the House of Israel in Ethiopia. Our mandate at Jewish Voice is to go anywhere in the world where there's Jewish people open to the gospel, and through that we reach all people. It brings us to remote places like the Bush of Zimbabwe and here in Gondar, Ethiopia, to help an ancient Jewish community, a lost tribe, The Beta Israel, the House of Israel, these are people that live in absolute squalor. Uh, Most of them have never been to a a, a dentist or received eye care or medical care, and we provide that all free of charge, eyeglasses, eye surgeries. We couldn't do this without the partnership of those like you who stand with us around the world And one way you can partner with this ministry is by coming on one of our outreaches. We go to India to help the Bene Menashe. We go to Ethiopia three times to help different Jewish communities. We're working now in Zimbabwe with the Lemba tribe, an ancient Jewish tribe. These are lost tribes of Israel that God is restoring in these last days and it takes volunteers. This is absolutely critical to these outreaches. And I promise you this, if you come on an outreach, God will use you and in the midst of using you, he will change you as well. We need you to say, here am I, send me. Dr. Eugene, this is your first clinic. What's your impression so far? Oh, I love it. Uh, It's been a a remarkable experience for us. Uh, It's my first, actually my second mission trip to do. And uh, when we came down to Ethiopia, we've had a really remarkable time. It's been very, very fulfilling. Um, I'm pretty settled in my career, but I always felt that there was still something missing. And um, I I am a big giver, and so I felt that this was the next step to use the the skill that God has given me to to help mankind. When you're here, you get an opportunity to serve God, and it's it's almost like your act of worship, your act of sacrifice, is helping his own. It's like giving a cold cup of water to the least of these. It's the person in front of you is Jesus, and you're showing your love to them. So it's changed you? It's. It, it feels like it brings me closer to God when I can surface
3: children that are hurting. I am so happy to be here. Um, I was here three years ago, and I've been dying to come back ever since. There's, there's, it's hard to find words to describe how, what it's like to actually be here. You know, you see things on TV, you hear about it from your friends, but when you're actually here, it's a whole nother, it's a whole other ball field
1: when you look outside of the clinic at the masses of humanity thousands of people waiting to get in it truly is about helping a multitude but for our volunteers it's that one life that uh, was transformed that touched their heart
4: imagine a life of hardship hunger and despair teetering on a knife edge existence with no promise of tomorrow your health has been on the decline for years, and there exists no state or county clinic to help you. You're on your own. As an Ethiopian Jew, part of the Beta Israel community, you are an outcast, marginalized by society and despised by neighbors. This is the harsh reality for so many here. This is the life of Wagaya Getty. Today, she's making the difficult journey over the hilly and dusty roads of Kandar dodging cars, goat herds, and crowds of people. A hike that will take her an hour and a half on blistered feet. But she's heard about the clinic, and it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get the medical attention she desperately needs, having endured abdominal pain brought on by complications during pregnancy. This will be the very first time she sees a physician. Dr. Lawrence is an emergency room doctor from Dallas. He wants to check her heart and lung functions to assess her overall health.
1: Now treating her for her pain, but uh, she's gonna need to go to the GYN for continued workout.
4: Dr. Fajardo from Colombia is a specialist at the clinic and was able to give her an ultrasound on site to aid in her diagnosis. It's the very first medical treatment of such she has ever received. And she is most likely unaware of the important role it plays in her healthcare.
3: I just found out that this was the first time that she had seen a doctor. And um, if that problem keeps going, they will need to be repaired surgically. If you do all the prevention before, she will prevent surgery. She will prevent a lot of problems in the long run.
4: Here in the prayer tent, she meets with volunteers who administer much-needed prayer for her health and family, as well as encouragement in hopes of lifting her spirit that is understandably downtrodden, offering a chance to unload the tremendous burden she shoulders each day. Hearing the good news of Yeshua, the spiritual counseling she receives is perhaps the first time she is told that while she has been abandoned, she is not forgotten or alone, that God sees her plight and is reaching out to her even this very day through these volunteers, acting as the hands and His feet of Yeshua.
1: God has a place for you. You don't have to be a doctor or a dentist. You have one criteria. You have to love the Lord and want to help people in need, and particularly Jewish people in need. Now, for more information or to volunteer, you can call us at 800-299-9374, or you can go to this uh, Internet address, www.pleaseanswerthecall.org. One word, please answer the call, Org. Again, 800-299-9374, or you can go online at www.pleaseanswerthecall.org. Hope to see you on one of our upcoming trips.
3: Imagine celebrating the miraculous power of the Passover against the breathtaking backdrop of the sparkling Eastern Caribbean Sea on board a luxurious Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Rejoice at the Messianic Passover Seder led by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, remembering God's mighty hand delivered the Jewish people from bondage. Worship because the miracle held a mystery revealed and completed in Yeshua, Jesus, the Passover Lamb, an ultimate sacrifice for our sins. This is the Jewish Voice seven-day Passover cruise on the turquoise waters of the Eastern Caribbean and the enchanting white sand islands of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas. You don't want to miss the beauty, worship, and celebration as we share the mystery and the miracle of the Passover on the Seas. Join Jonathan Burness and Jewish Voice April 16th through 23rd, 2016. Cabin Space is limited. Book now for the best rooms and rates. Call or click today.
1: Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you, and I do this on every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Israel needs our prayers now more than ever. And, you know, attached to that is a promise of prosperity. It says, they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.